I think we are live. Okay. Yes. Welcome to Chaos and Amazement, where we explore digital. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> Here we go again. Let, let me try. Let me try. Welcome to Chaos and Amazement, where we explore the impact of digital technology on our daily lives. That's how you do it. It's almost as complicated as digital technology itself. So yes, yes, but that's that's why people like us will never be without a job. <laughs> um, do you have your finger on the buzzer? Because we have a specific wow. charity. Yeah. Um, we, have a, we have the equivalent of a swear jar. Um, yeah. So every every time we mention one of the three taboo words. Um, Phil pushes the button and then how, how much money goes to a uh, charity? Yeah, at this mo moment we have 24 euros in the jar, so... Wow, that's going to be one lucky charity by the end of the year. Yes, yeah, ChatGPT is... Uh, now you said it yourself. Um, so what you just mentioned, um, <laughs> there's a, an official press release in... Uh, it's Reuters.com, so you can't get any more official. Um, the official numbers of how many users exactly it has uh, in the first uh, week or so, it had a million users. We want to make an educated guess uh, for the month of January, for the whole month of January, how many monthly active users the buzzword had. <laughs> oh, you don't going to mention it. Okay. How many active users did it have uh, over the month of January? I think... Active uh, Act users. Monthly okay. active users. I think around 10 million. It's a lot more. It's 100 million. Oh. 100 million monthly active users and 13 million daily unique users uh, just for the month of January. So that's that's really impressive. And uh, That's a dream. And then remember when we talked about the price point for the, yeah. the premium version 42? Well, I think it was a joke. Uh, an inside joke, obviously, because the, the number 42 means a lot to nerds like us, but um, it appears to be 20 uh, euros or dollars a month now. And uh, that's exactly in what I call the Goldilocks uh, zone. Um, it's not too much. It's 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 not too little. It's mm. exactly right. I think 20, mm. 20 euros or 20 dollars uh, a month. And then in the meanwhile, while we were not watching, uh, Microsoft increased uh, its uh, share in um, in the AI startup, OpenAI, um, to forty nine percent. Wow. Yeah, that's that's uh, like yeah, that's that's main mainly they are now the main shareholder. Mm -hmm. Well, they don't really are you know they don't really have stock quotes yet, but they own they have the power in OpenAI. So yeah. both Dolly and then yeah, let's just say it, ChatGPT now. Um, uh, I think uh, Microsoft now has uh, uh, enormous powers. And, and to be honest, six months ago, when you talk about AI and applications, uh, all of the big tech giants are doing research yeah. into it, and they have been doing this for the past 10 years or so. Um, out of the, the, the GAFAM, Google, Apple, Facebook, Amazon, and Microsoft, I would have never guessed it would be Microsoft who would come out as one of the first big winners of the uh, AI race. But is there a software program that has this many users? No, I don't think so. I think it's uh, the first one because usually, um, if, if you look at the numbers, how fast did TikTok, for example, get to a million downloads? And that was like a month or so. And then 
um, before that, um, Instagram, Facebook. So the more you go back in time, the longer it usually takes for an online service, for example, an app or like this one, which is basically a browser-based chatbot, uh, to get to a million users, I think it's a it's a, it's an all time record. But it's it's released in no- end November, November, yeah. End November. Okay. And then within a week, it had a monthly. Damn, but it's a if, dream. If um, so, I put I put my name once more on on the waiting list uh, for the uh, professional or business plan. I call it. I think and. I think t- if if it's if it's true, it was on their own blog, OpenAI's blog, that they mentioned this price point, and it's I think it's perfect. It's the sweet spot for. And, and when will this be activated? It will be rolled out in the United States first, yeah. uh, of course, and I have no idea. I mean, if you have 100 million <laughs> monthly active users, if only one percent of them converts to the business plan, that's still a million users. That one to go premium, so that's that's a lot to handle. That's a lot to handle for a, a little startup. Um, I, I just came across, so it's not in the show notes. Uh, I was listening to it, so as you know, I listen to podcasts in French um, for two reasons: to brush up my French uh, a little bit because I don't need French in my daily uh, life anymore. Maybe I should get like a French-speaking boyfriend or something. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Yeah, okay. if you're if you're watching and you're single, you know how to find me. Uh, but also because the French specifically, they have another view of what comes out of Silicon Valley. So whenever there's uh, something that is um, very popular at CES, for example, or something that was an initiative by Google or Apple, and then everyone is like, yeah, it's fantastic. And then the French go like, hmm. <laughs> uh, so when their criticism is basically from an almost anti-American point yeah. of view. So they're not really anti-American, but whenever, for example, they insist, uh, instead of using the word computer, uh, they insist on, on inventing their own word for it, like ordinateur. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, <laughs> why can't you yeah. just say computer like the rest of the world? Now, um, I, uh, of course, uh, they needed their own French version of uh, Chat GPT, and uh, it is uh, basically it's called uh, Chat CGT point fr. So instead of Chat GPT, it is Chat CGT. Uh, .fr, obviously, and uh, it's like the, you remember the Yellow Jackets movement mm. in, in France when they would go, you know, um, they go on strike, yeah. like yes. whole parts of France would go on strike and uh, they would put uh, cars on fire yeah. and fight with the police and Chose stuff like easy. that. Well, uh, this, this AI is a bit like that. It's quite angry. Um, it's <laughs> not very polite. It refuses to speak English. And uh, it's also very, very angry at capitalism. Yeah. Um, so what it basically, uh, uh, it's a Marxist, <laughs> it's a Marxist AI. And um, it, it doesn't care. You can, you can just imagine that it's like chain smoking, filterless, uh, green Michel cigarettes uh, <laughs> <laughs> with one hand and then sipping from a glass of red wine from the other, wearing a yellow jacket and... Uh, uh, it doesn't really give a shit about your feelings. Yeah. So I just asked it, uh, do you speak English uh, as one does? And then it, it will it will uh, answer. Um, uh, oh, th- so the, the first time I asked, uh, non, je ne parle pas l'anglais. And then I asked, pourquoi pas? Uh, parce que c'est, je ne suis pas communiste. But, and, but now it's different. Um, I asked again, do you speak English? And then, yes, I do speak English. 
But I must point out that the language of the working class <laughs> is not respected <laughs> by the capitalist bosses who continue to oppress us with uh, their power and privilege. And then there's a big red button underneath uh, in French. It says imprimé pour la manif. So I can print this out so I can turn it into like a big banner or a poster wow. uh, to go out and, and uh, yeah. Uh, to go to take it with me uh, for the strike. So I, I think it's hilarious. It's obviously a parody, but um, so if 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 you have to make like the French equivalent, this is as French as it but gets. But this is really smart because it's yeah. yeah. There's a lot of discussion now uh, about uh, chat GPT, whether it would have a political bias or not. And uh, so some people, of course, when you ask the rest questions and then you kind of train, you can train it to answer whatever you want it to answer. And uh, um, but some research, um, it, it, it turns out that it is um, if it would be a person, it would be a um, California liberal white yeah. 40 something. And, um, and and then there are two two things, two possibilities, really, because why? I mean, why? Yeah. Um, on the one hand, of course, if you look at the sources that it used, uh, the, 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 the Internet, you would think that it is a lot influenced by this particular group of people. Or so the AI was trained on this. And but I don't believe that, because if I look at what specifically Twitter, for example, um, the kind of uh, language that people use there and the political views, uh, so maybe this means that I'm like a communist uh, a chain smoking <laughs> yellow jacket, but I think they're very, very more to the right and, and mm. pretty racist. Mm. Um, remember that a couple of years ago, Microsoft launched, uh, it, it was called Ty, T-Y. It yeah. was a chatbot on Twitter, wow. uh, one of the first attempts by Microsoft uh, to, to release into the wild uh, a chatbot that would learn from the conversations it was having with other people on Twitter. And then it, in a matter of minutes, it started to uh, mention Nazism and Hitler, and it was really, really bad. I mean, it's it's still, I think it was very traumatizing for Microsoft. Yeah. Uh, um, so um, I, I don't think it's, if it is left-leaning, uh, liberal, California, 40-plus, uh, white person, ChatGPT, um, it's not because of the training material. Another theory is more interesting is that specifically because of the uh, trauma with uh, Thai mm. um, and, and because everybody knows that trolls um, and people who just try to provoke other people um, by saying very extreme things, um, um, they, they are a lot louder on the public internet um, than the, the more moderate persons because you don't get a lot of attention. It's all about attention, obviously. You don't get a lot of attention when you talk like very moderately and you say, yes, of course, I can see your point of view. But on the other hand, that's not how no, the internet no. works. Um, so the, another theory is that the humans who were, who were trying to rein in uh, the the algorithm, so it wouldn't become like Thai. Um, that, that they they just went like overboard and went like completely the very politically correct uh, Toyota Prius driving uh, <laughs> uh, liberal person from California. So that's both. Uh, I think the, the this last theory is is, is interesting. Um, I'm not sure if it's correct, but I think there are still humans training. Uh, ChatGPT, and um, I, I have to verify, so don't shoot me if it's it's wrong, uh, that there's a team in Kenya, uh, a team in Kenya that is actually being paid uh, to try and rein in uh, ChatGPT so it doesn't learn too much 
from uh, you know racist humans that try to train it to uh, yeah, copy yeah. their point of view. And then it gets interesting because um, you can't get. I, I have no idea. I've never been to Kenya. I've been to other parts of Africa, but never been to Kenya. Uh, but they are native speakers. They all speak English, right? So um, it's interesting to see how these uh, humans in the loop with their point of view uh, on, on the African continent, how they will try to turn uh, ChatGPT into something that is at least not uh, extremist and, and trolling, even if it is if there are uh, serious attempts by people who use it mm. to push it in that direction. Um, so it's it's um, it's a. Uh, but, but Kenya is really going in the right direction. It is about yes. technology. Uh, yes. There in some cities, they are more more advanced than we are here. Yes. Even in Brussels. So there are there are other parts of Africa where I've been, like uh, in Kigali and in Rwanda, uh, where um, I, I walked around for a couple of days and I worked with like a, a startup design agency over there. First of all, everyone there is really young, like the medium age is 19. Uh, and they all switched from French to English a couple of years ago. And it's like deciding as as the king of a country, like uh, from Monday on, everybody will drive on the right hand side. So that's what happened in Rwanda. And they are, you know, I mean, they're 19, 20 years old. Yeah. Entrepreneurs are really good. They're creative. There's a whole fashion industry there, um, design industry. And they want to get ahead, you know, and uh, yeah. um, um, so it's um, there, there's interesting things yeah, going I, on. In I Africa, saw that so the average age is around 24. Yes. Yeah, it's, I believe that because everyone is a lot younger than here. So these are digital natives. Yeah. Um, they grew up with not with TV, not with MTV uh, like yeah. we did. Um, they didn't grow up with a laptop uh, yeah. or a computer. They just Directly, the whole continent yeah. went straight to smartphone. Yeah. Uh, so for them, um, it's a different context. So if they are the teachers of these new AIs, uh, I think this is going to be super, super interesting. Um, and uh, another article on a blog that I, I'd never heard of before, it's called Animals with a Z dot CO, um, uh, gives an overview of how people react to the idea that of generative AI. Uh, and there are purists that say you will... It's better to have humans uh, as well. We should we should ban it um, from editorial teams at newspapers. We should ban it from university. It's bad. We still and then you have on the other the other side of the fence. There's of course people who say no no no. no. Um, let's just optimize the whole content production uh, process and then have AI um, produce content uh, like an imaginary Bing search engine instead of presenting you with 10 possible answers everywhere mm. on the internet and maybe one of them is exactly mm. uh, what you search is to give you an output just for you in the format that you just need. And yeah. it, it could be a text with bullet points could be a fa an imaginary interview with, with a, a person with Leonardo da Vinci or anyone else. Um, it could be a video that is created on the spot just for you in the format that you need. And then and in between, and that's what the blog post is about, um, is about uh, the, 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 the blogger calls it the content cyborg. And I really like the idea because Ever since, um, it must have been in the 70s in academic circles, they came up with the term artificial intelligence. And I think that's a misnomer um, because um, especially the word artificial in artificial intelligence, because just by naming it artificial, they, they could have also named it like fake, <laughs> uh, pretend. Uh, it, that's as if it's not real. Yeah. And um Artificial has this, you know, it's, it, it has this ring to it that will have people think that it's not 
real, so it's of less value. They should have called it augmented intelligence, but it's too yeah. late now because we now have augmented reality. Yeah. It would be really confusing. Yeah. Um, I, I like the word cyborg because it's a term that's been invented probably also in the 1970s. Uh, um, it's, it's a mix of cybernetics, which is like physical moving parts and then um, um, uh, the, the Borg part, uh, of course, which is the, the human, the flash part, and that. I wrote a blog post about um, the brain-computer interfaces. So just imagine that if you work with generative AI the way I do, more as a, a companion, and you give it a little input, and, and then it, it gives you something back, and, and you adapt it, and then at a certain point in time, you're not completely happy with it, and then you throw it back, and you optimize each mm. other's work, and then learn on both sides of the fence, right? That's when you're a cyborg, really. You get augmented, your own skills, your own talent is being augmented. And at the same time, you're also yep. training the CI. Uh, and even when it comes to, and that's where it gets interesting, I think um, when, you, when you need an interface, so now we have to type on a keyboard with your fingers um, it would be a lot easier to get it straight from the brain. And and that's the brain-computer interfaces, and we're going to need a buzzer once more because the second taboo word is Elon Musk. And yes, um, he, um, he thinks that if we as humans um, want to uh, keep ahead um, on of of artificial general intelligence that would take over humanity because it's a lot smarter and more efficient than we are. So to arm ourselves against this, he says we should augment our brains mm. by creating an interface instead of going all the way from your brain through your physical body with all its flaws to your fingers to a keyboard. I mean, that's, that's just so many... The, the whole process is just very clunky. So the yeah. idea of brain-computer interfaces is that you can think something and then through this brain-computer interface exactly the way as the Borg have them in Star Trek. So they have something plugged in literally uh, into their skull um, and, and this enables them to be in constant contact with the rest of the hive, for example. And I... Usually, I'm um, against intrusive technology. Mm. I, I would rather not have holes drilled in my skull. Yeah. And also, I think if, if you have something like a hole drilled in your skull uh, and then something, some, some, some cable um, going into your brain and then in, in, on your brain there's the chip, the chip also needs power so there would be batteries. So I'm still... I'm also not very impressed by Neuralink. Uh, all the all that I've seen so far is a monkey playing pong pong with its yeah. with its brain. Um, but working with AI, just imagine. So it's just philosophically, um, if we see ourselves as as a cyborgs when creating content, which is what I would do, um, I'm open theoretically. I'm open to the idea to become a content cyborg, and I don't have to <laughs> type in. Um, and, and chat with the bot uh, in order yeah. to augment uh, my creativity while at the same time... It's directly uh, input in your... Yes, yeah. I'm open to that. Um, and I'm just still a little worried about... Because the brain is, is basically... It's a meat machine. It's been called that mm. um, a, a number of times. But it's also called wetware. Some, some, so you have software, hardware, and then you have wetware, the brain. And the fact alone that it's wet, it's kind of made me a little nervous... 
um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried about getting infections in there. And then how do you replace the battery? I mean, that's also, yeah. So a Solar content balance panels on your maybe <laughs> in five years because the evolution uh, it's going really fast. Yeah. We live in a technological singularity, so the evolution is going exponentially. And it could be like in six years that I have yeah. that I have a, a card that says Clovillard's content cyborg. Why not? Um, yeah, the eighties are not that far away from us. And who thought that we could have this science fiction by twenty twenty two? Exactly, exactly. And, and, and it c you could have like voice commanded uh, yeah. AIs that you talk to. So but now it's really going you would quick. Just like, yeah. like I said, I'm Star Trek, I'm not Star Wars. So yeah, uh, <laughs> shoot me. Um, but you can now, the, the technology is there, it just puzzles, yeah. uh, a puzzle that still has to be connected. Um, the pieces have to be connected. But you, theoretically, you can build a house, come in and say computer lights. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and then you can talk to, I've been in a, a prototype of a house like that in Redmond in Microsoft's headquarters. It was all simulated, of course, but um, when you were, um, so the, the simulation was the following. So they had like a house of the future and um, I was being asked in by the owner of the house. He was standing in front of, of, the, of his door. Uh, and then, of course, the, the doorbell would, would recognize him and, and then say, hello, Peter, who is your friend? And, and then I, I had to look into the camera and say, my name is Chloe. And then he would say, she's fine. And then only then the door would open. What? Yes. And then another thing that I really liked um, is that, so he got like a fake video call from his daughter. And um, so there were sensors, cameras, and projectors everywhere in the house. And I remember that. So the image of the video call uh, was projected on any flat surface in the house. So it was like a... Uh, you know, a closet door um, could be one of the walls, but um, it, it just went with him. So the projector would project the image wherever his gaze was at. So when he turned his head, um, the sensors would see that and then project the image of his daughter to the other side of the room. Um, and, and I really like that because he didn't need anything. That was just he was talking to the house. Um, and the interface was voice command from his side and from the house's side, it was uh, computer vision. So it would recognize what he was doing and where he was watching and where he was moving. So uh, I think um, um, it was just it was about five years ago. I think uh, the concept was there um, and technically it's not that hard. Um, wh where we are at now is that you have to connect mm. the little pieces of the puzzle together and uh, it would still be very ugly and you would see wires everywhere and there would be issues. Yeah. There's not a, an industry standard yet for this type of... Although LG produced a, a screen who has like a plug in the wall, but the television can be anywhere in the room and it's, trend, uh, it's the, the power is transmitting through the air. I don't know how it works, but the technology is going there. That we yeah, the, the, I mean, yeah. the... the, the the elements, the ingredients are here. Yeah. Uh, all we need is for someone to make a cake out of it. Um, and, and another thing that, so Dolly is also part of, of OpenAI. Yeah. And um, Dolly, but all the other ones as well, Midjourney and Stable Diffusion, I made a joke about it a couple of weeks ago here, is that this text-to-image generators are not very good with fingers and feet. Um, 
Have you seen Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I think was the best movie that came out in 2025? Oh, no, no. So one of the it's a really weird, weird movie, but I highly recommend it. Um, so one of the universes, so you have multiple universes in one of the universes, the main character has sausage fingers. So um, you have like Frankfurter sausages, right? Yeah. So you have the ones you put in a hot yeah, dog. Yeah. Well, her fingers were like that. <laughs> so she couldn't really grab anything. No. Um, well, that's what fingers look like uh, in, in yeah. text to image. So um, someone um, um, at BuzzFeed, uh, someone at BuzzFeed decided to go and investigate why is this still an issue? This technology has been with us for over six months. It has learned from all of these people that work with it and to try to explain it, what a human hand looks like. Mm. For example, that it has five fingers on each hand. And it's still, it's still yeah. you know, the, the weak spot. Um, and one of the reasons is that the pictures that it's been trained on, compared to the face, for example, hands are a lot smaller uh, and that is one of the reasons uh, okay. why it didn't it didn't have high resolution large images of hands in all of these situations. Um, it also it generates images. It doesn't have it based itself of other images. It doesn't know how a human body works. Uh, so that's also one of one of the reasons. Yeah, there um, was one uh, thing I want to show you. There was uh, yeah. Oh no. It's not working. There were party images. Oh yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, very realistic. I can wow. see them um, on your screen, but the other, yeah. Yeah, no, it doesn't work. Okay. Um, but that's because um, there are a lot of party images around, so it can kind of learn from that and then make them. So this is really crazy. Only the hands. The hands, uh, same thing. Um, an another, so it's not related to Midjourney, Stable Diffusion, or Dolly, but there's a new AI tool called um, AI Replace uh, from um, uh, a website called PixArt, so P-I-C-S-A-R-T. And um, um, what they do is to replace, uh, so you, you give it text prompts, uh, and there's a picture of you and your ex, a holiday picture. Uh, and there you are both uh, at, uh, I don't know, uh, Niagara Falls or on safari in Africa, in Kenya, for example. And you, you, I get this a lot because my iPhone will dig up these old holiday pictures. <laughs> and I think, yeah, that's a good memory. Maybe I could repost it. And then I think, no, because my ex is in this picture. right? <laughs> so this is what AI replaces, solves for you. Um, you can simply give it a prompt that says, remove my ex. Uh, from the picture and replace it with something else because removing a person from a picture or even a video mm. uh, that is all always I mean in the Adobe suite I think it's just uh, yeah, pretty easy yeah. to do that you content can, aware fill content aware fill it's called fill yeah fill oh with an fill, F yes, with I F. see oh yeah. that would be a nice nickname for you content aware fill <laughs> but you can you can say replace my X and then one person did this with uh, a red flag <laughs> And then the AI <laughs> and then the AI generates a red flag to <laughs> replace the person in in the picture. Wow! Um, so um, it's it's very <laughs> tempting. I haven't tried it yet, um, but I I would replace my axe with something useful, like uh, uh -huh. for example a fruit basket or something. How does like that. It, what was it? What is the name? So um, it's uh, from a website called PixArt. So that Pix the plural oh, of okay. pictures, Pix yeah. and then PixArt in one word dot com. 
Um, and uh, and the uh, the feature, the tool is called AI Replace. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Red flag. Red flag. It's, uh, um, so we're we're getting. We're, there's a, a report that just came out. Um, uh, um, it's, it's published on, on work.com, but um, about, do you remember that during the pandemic, the amount of time that we spent online went up? Yeah. So that's kind of logical. So it's interesting to see um, if this behavior um, is still the same now that the pandemic is, is gone. And um, it's, it's kind of striking because the amount of time browsing on the internet has gone down compared to those two years uh, in, in the pandemic. But the amount of time that we spend on social media is still growing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So if, if you count both, um, it's about between five and six hours every day. So you might say I, I spend oh. eight hours sleeping every day. Um, you spend two hours eating um, and you spend five or six hours uh, glued to your smartphone screen uh, every day, and and you think you're multitasking, no. but of course you're not. Um, no. So that's that's huge. And and then of course um, there are some differences because you're. Uh, I think messaging is is really big, but also getting sucked into the the feeds of mm. the algorithm of, for example, TikTok. And then one of the losers uh, in this whole social media uh, addiction. Uh, yeah, uh, conversation can, yeah. is is Instagram. So the Atlantic, um, the Atlantic uh, posted an article called uh, "Is TikTok the Death of Instagram?" Of course, with this type of with this type of of articles, you get a lot of clicks. I understand, but um, I've, I'm not on Instagram, as you know. Um, but only to, I mean, I don't even log in. Sometimes I accidentally I want to see something on Instagram and then. You can see a little a little peak of what's going on on yeah. Instagram <laughs> because it's kind of in. before it nudges yeah. you into into logging in, right? Um, but what I've seen uh, from my side of the fence is that the engagement rates are are going down on yeah. Instagram, and True. if you compare them to TikTok's engagement rates, uh, it's That's it's clearly crazy. where yeah. the engagement is going. Um, and also, I think in the past six months um, that in the the new features and then. Um, other feature features like IGTV that had been, you know, mm. boosted um, over the years, and then all of a sudden they kind of wipe it under the it's carpet. Yeah. Um, uh, and that, so they they have been trying to kill TikTok so desperately yeah. that they lost their focus. And and for ten years, let's just say from roughly speaking 2010 to 2020, Instagram was the place of. Uh, it was a revolution, really, because all of a sudden everyone was a photographer. Mm. People started to the selfie thing, the user generated thing. That was a revolution where Instagram was a really large player yeah. uh, and people started playing with, you know, angles, lighting, makeup. Uh, they started to express themselves through photos. And, and now that they're they're clamping down on the, on the photo part again and then kind of giving up trying to outcompete uh, TikTok in the short video part. But I think that the moment is gone. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think um, people will see Instagram as the place to express themselves yeah. anymore. Um, and I don't think, I don't even think the expressing yourself through a picture that you took yourself with your smartphone is no longer the preferred no. Format. I can see Twitter is really booming. I, 
I see most people on well, Twitter and it 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 feels a little like dancing on a volcano. <laughs> uh, being on Twitter, as you know, it's my preferred platform. Um, it's it really feels like that, and it's it's almost like um, I watched this documentary about Pamela Anderson and and mm. her her relationship with uh, Tommy Lee. Uh, it feels a little like that. You know it's going to end, yeah. uh, but you're going to party like it's 99 anyway. And uh, I want to uh, go live on TikTok because, yeah, it's the place Oh, to I go. see. Um, uh, so, yeah, the, the Twitter is my Tommy Lee. Yeah. I, I know it's bad for me, but I, st I keep going back. Yeah. I keep going back and, and trying because I know it could be gone uh, any minute. Um, the, the only... Uh, the the only reason that Instagram comes into the news there's an Instagram murder that's uh, that's that's yeah I didn't what? see that one coming <laughs> in Germany um, in um, in a in a city called in the, the the area of Munich let me just uh, it's called the doppelganger uh, the doppelgängerinnenmord von Ingolstadt uh, which is near Munich and uh, it's you know, my favorite genre in, in podcasts and yeah. YouTube is, of course, true crime, like many, many middle-aged women. Um, and um, Mostly but French, but maybe you need to go to the German side as well. Yeah, well, I also watch like that chapter on yeah. YouTube and uh, Mike is Irish. And then uh, there's Bailey Sarian, of course, uh, who has a makeup murder mystery Monday. So um, I, 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 I know the genre, but I didn't see this one coming. So... Um, it's about an, an Instagram uh, user. I haven't found her Instagram account yet, so I'm not sure if she's an influencer, but she was very, very active on Instagram. Um, her name is uh, Sh Sharaban. She's 24 years old. And she had a, a friend called uh, Shakir, also uh, 24. And um, so what happened is the following. Um, so this, this lady um, created fake Instagram accounts with the sole purpose of trying to find other girls that look just like you. And and she, um, so the Sh Sharaban has what I call the typical Instagram face, mm. which is like the face, it's a crossover um, of uh, Pocahontas and Kim Kardashian. So she's, uh, she's very good looking. She's got these full lips, high cheekbones, uh, uh, yeah, long dark hair. Uh, so you find this type of, of uh, young woman uh, quite easily on Instagram. Mm. So um, she created fake Instagram profiles just to connect with girls that look like that, that look like her in real life. And um, she lured one of these girls um, uh, who was from Albania. So it's like really international because the boyfriend is also from somewhere completely so it's, different. It's catfishing. She was catfishing yeah. this girl who looked like her. Um, and then, um, so I'm going to skip to like the breaking news uh, on, on what should be the local news station in Ingolstadt uh, near Munich in, in Germany. Um, so there was a Mercedes um, registered to uh, Sharaban parked in front of her friend Shakir's house. And in this Mercedes was the lifeless body. Uh, of uh, a young woman with, you know, the Pocahontas slash Kim Kardashian look. Um, and, and she was brutally murdered uh, with a knife. And um, the idea was, so why, why did Charaban do this? Um, she assumed that everybody, because it was her Mercedes, that everybody would assume that it was her body in that car. And she did it to fake her own death. 
so she could start a new life um, because she had troubles at home. I'm not sure. Maybe there were this friend-related, I don't know, her parents were a bit strict or something because she's originally from Iraq, I think. Uh, and, and not too happy with this uh, Shakir guy. I'm just guessing, but that's usually yeah, yeah. what happens. And then she decided to fake her own death by stabbing a girl that looked like her in the face. So there were like 50 stab wounds and most of them in the face. I mean, if you stab someone in the face yeah, with a knife, that's, yeah. that's nasty. Psycho. Right. Um, but then I think you don't listen to true crime podcast because then you would have known <laughs> if it is a suspicious death and being found behind the wheel of a Mercedes with 50 stab wounds is a suspicious death. Yeah. Um, then they would DNA test. And then it quickly came out that, of course, uh, it, it wasn't uh, Sharabon, it was a, yeah, a poor girl. And uh, so this is, uh, wow, I, <laughs> this is the stuff they make movies of. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah. there's probably a Netflix deal. Netflix, yeah. yeah. This is. This is a bad case of catfishing, yeah. a really bad case. So, yeah, poor girl. Um, but, yeah, that's that's Instagram. Um, I have to look at the time. We were talking about s podcasts. So, as you know, Spotify threw millions of dollars towards big podcasters like Joe Rogan. So they would come on the platform. Yeah. And uh, they also invested quite a lot of money into Spotify-only podcast series and Every social media platform platform at one point in time will try to lure in influencers and then literally pay them to, you know, move out of Twitch and then move to Amazon Prime or uh, move away from TikTok and come back to YouTube, stuff like that. But Spotify, I mean, this type of budget was, I mean, that was yeah. literally in the millions of dollars. Uh, and uh, just like everyone else uh, in the same industry, um, they... They have to cut costs and um, they scaled back. So they also have been firing quite a few people, uh, like like everyone else. I'm Layoffs, afraid. yeah. Uh, but they also stay changed uh, their strategy. So instead of wanting to become the biggest podcast uh, platform, they say we just want to become the most important platform for audio creators. So I'm I'm still not sure what they mean by this. Audio creators are of course also musicians. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're kind of trying to change their strategy to try and make more money and then still get more users yeah. uh, because they're a mature company now. They can't keep pretending that they're a cool startup from, I think, Sweden. Yeah. Um, There's so also a series on uh, Netflix. Yes, yes, yeah. that Daniel like. It's, uh, I don't like it. I didn't watch it. Um, I d so l it's going to be interesting to watch uh, Spotify. Um, it's it's not like Twitter is is like I mentioned. It's like a volcano that's about to you know explode and destroy everything in its past. Um, Spotify, I hope is is being Scandinavian. I'm um, I hope that they they I'm pretty sure that yeah, uh, that yeah. they will go around a bit more. Well, we are doing well on Spotify, better than. Oh yeah, Apple. we have a podcast. Yeah. This is a podcast right now. Yeah. 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 Do you have any numbers uh, on? Huh. I need to look look up, but next week I'm I'm gonna let you know. So we we are everywhere. So we 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 are a, a blog post. We're a newsletter. Yeah. We're live on on Facebook. Um, we were we have our own YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, the clips end up uh, as reels, and uh, I think on your TikTok feed as well. Yes. Um, I upload them natively. The clips on on, on my LinkedIn profile. Yeah. 
because the LinkedIn uh, algorithm is really hungry for native uh, video content. So we're practically unavoidable. Uh, <laughs> we're all over the place. So if you are more comfortable in one or another way of following us, there's always a way. So yeah. we're, you know, uh, we're everywhere. So even on Spotify, right? Yeah. Chaos and amazement. That's uh, that's what we do. Now, where we are not is on Twitch, uh, Twitch TV. And to be honest, uh, it's a place that I kind of avoided. I know it's a lot more than just w watching gamers mm. curse their way through uh, a, a particularly difficult level. Um, but um, sometimes there are really weird and interesting things that you can watch. And I remember that uh, in the paid version, um, I know someone. So, Chris, if you're watching, uh, this this is for you. Um, who pays to watch a uh, rewatch videos of Bob Ross uh, with his painting uh, yeah. lessons yeah, yeah. and his happy little <laughs> trees every Saturday morning. Yeah, it's a kind and of meditation. It's, it's, it's yeah. not about watching something. It's about watching with other people. Yeah. Um, so that's that's interesting. That so this is why it caught my eye. There's an AI generated and nonsensical version of the famous Seinfeld TV show. It's called Nothing Forever. Completely, uh, it's very pixelated, but everything that happens, the whole storyline, the dialogue, the animation so is AI yeah. generated. Wow. So it is a, um, I'm, I'm not sure, you're having trouble showing stuff yes. on screen. Yes. So it's twitch.tv slash, and then the channel is called Watch Me Forever, in one word, Watch Me Forever. And um, I've seen a lot of weird things on the internet, but this one, this one takes the cake. Um, it's, on the one hand, at any time of the day when you tune in, you can see that literally thousands of people are watching with you. So that's the whole experience, of course, is that you can in yeah, the you chat, can chat yeah. you can chat with the other people about how weird it is. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I can see the attraction of that watching something really like it's it's um, very pixelated and the colors are very primitive. So it kind of feels like uh, um, I know a time when you, if you wanted to game, you bought like six, uh, six uh, diskettes um, at like uh, the local store, grocery yeah. store. Uh, were they legal? Were they illegal? And then you had to plug these yeah. into your computer one by one. Um, one of them was Lazy Larry's uh, Leisure Suit, for example. And then you would see on your screen, uh, which maybe had already three or four colors, um, you could see these pixelated uh, 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 characters hopping over your sky. 8-bit. 8-bit eight eight yeah. colors, uh, MIDI music, um, and um, it, it, it has this feel uh, to it, a very 80s, 90s yeah. um, computer graphics feel to it. Uh, but the dialogue is something else. I mean, Seinfeld in itself, of course, was already pretty absurd in its humor, uh, but this takes it uh, up to the next level. So... Um, if if you're if you have a browser at your disposal, um, it's twitch.tv and then uh, slash watch me forever, uh, and then you can watch uh, together with thousands of other people an AI generated and nonsensical version of Seinfeld that streams perpetually uh, on on Twitch. Um, so that's uh, the weird the weird stuff that I uh, came across. I see we still have 15 minutes. Uh, I had a uh, bit of... How do you find this, clue? Feedly.com. Feedly. Yes, feedly.com. Like normal people will read the news in the morning. 
Um, uh, I I spend an hour every morning, every morning, wherever I am, um, reading my feeds on Feedly. It it started off. It's a habit that I've been having for at least ten years now. I used to be an RSS reader, um, and I I have been. I have this collection of websites that I have subscribed to, and okay. then I use Feedly, and then I swipe through the feeds, and it was pretty fast. So in in this one hour. I see like uh, a thousand updates from websites and then a lot of them, for example, I find on Reddit. You can easily subscribe through RSS to particular subreddits and then um, Reddit is really, I mean, it's 99% really, um, you know, the stuff that you, your mom warned you about. Um, it, it's very often literally not safe for work. Some of the stuff on Reddit is even not safe for life. Yeah. But for this one, between one and five percent of these gems, uh, that's that's why I still and I don't scroll through Reddit because then, you know, you always end up things that you go like ah. <laughs> um, but I subscribe to the feed of particular subreddits, and that's that's very often where I find uh, these things. Um, Crazy. Feedly.com, highly recommended. Um, there's a free version where you can subscribe to about, I think, 1,000 uh, sources. Uh, and uh, it's it's my thing. Or it's just the first thing I miss when the internet yeah. is down is Feedly. It's not okay. social media, it's not email. Or uh, just subscribe to your blog because it's full of it, of this stuff. Of this stuff. And, and that's why, you know, um, investigating uh, the impact of digital technology, it never gets old because the, the, the Internet by now has become the archive of popular culture since the end of the 1990s. And uh, and they were weird. I mean, the end of the 1990s, looking back, they were really weird. Um, and, and the creativity around like what we just talked about, this Twitch uh, t- uh, stream, um, so it, 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 the AI that generates the dialogue and the plot lines and, and the graphics is limited, of mm. course, today. <laughs> um, but they work with these limitations and then turn it into something that is retro for a lot of people that kind of reminds them to their, to their childhood in the 1990s. So I think that's one of the, the attractions uh, of nothing forever. Um, but um, so a, a funny, funny little website. Um, this product doesn't exist. Now, you have to be careful because it isn't this product doesn't exist dot, uh, dot AI. It's kind of more complicated. Let me double check. Um, uh, M- M64. Yes. Um, this product does not exist dot M64 dot yeah. IN in for India. Um, it's of course a reference to this person does not exist uh, dot com. This person does not exist. I didn't realize, but it launched uh, way back then. Um, I think in 2019 or something. And it was the, one of the first websites where people were looking at portraits of people, photographic, realistically portraits of people that were generated by AI. And I remember it was the first time where people were like, "Wow, this is this is close to is." almost indistinguishable from magic. And I, I checked the original, this person does not exist. 
again, because at first, back in when it was launched in 2019, you could still easily see that it was not a real person because there would be always some small detail that was off, yeah. like the shape of the pupils of the eyes, the shape of the ear, the teeth were very hard to do. But if you go to this person does not exist.com today, um, as I am doing right now, th th it gotten very, very good. I mean, it's a face, so there are no hands, <laughs> no hands in, in sight. <laughs> Smart. But I'm, I'm looking at a portrait of uh, uh, a lady my age, and you can use these to create a fake profile on Instagram, for example, and, uh, or a fake. Uh, they look like headshots that you can, that are good enough to use on LinkedIn. Um, wow. as, as your profile this is picture. crazy yes yes this person does not care. it grew up you know um, it's um, yeah it's it's one of the earliest examples of uh, um, of uh, I, I'm seeing here 2019 that's when it started uh, so it took it, it took them like three years to become um, very very realistic uh, but the blog post I wrote is not so there are a lot of copycats um, so there's a website called This X Does Not Exist because there's this cat does not exist, this uh, furniture does not exist, this interior does not exist. So that's that's been, you know, a, a, a meme in itself, basically. But now uh, we have this product does not exist. Um, so the URL is a, a, a little a little weird. Um, and uh, so what you do is you give it a text prompt and you type in a problem that you have. Now we all have many problems, don't we, Phil? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but one of my many problems is that my cats wake me up at 4 a.m. in the morning every fucking day. Every day. Uh, uh, because cats are nocturnal. Yeah. And uh, uh, I've been I've been told that they do this because they're very light sleepers. Uh, they're they're predators, but very light sleepers nevertheless. And then I'm a very heavy sleeper. Um, I I've had you know one person I've I've li I was living with at the time at first. Um, he would kind of check my pulse oh. uh, in my neck because I, I lie completely still oh. and I don't appear to be sleep uh, to be breathing even. So I'm, I'm like, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> a, <mummy. laughs> a corpse uh, at body temperature. That's that's what I look like when I sleep. So very deep sleeper. And that worries cats because they are very light sleepers. So mm. one of the reasons they jump on your bed and go like <laughs> and then tickle you with their, you know, with, with there their are many funny videos. About yes. This, yeah. um, is because they are worried um, that you might be dead. Now, anyway, so this product does not exist. So I proposed my problem. My cats wake me up at 4 a.m. And then um, the AI will come up with not only the name of a product, but will also describe the product in such a way that you can use this as your text on the website that promotes the product. So it came up with a product called Perfect Night. So P-U-R-R, -R, Perfect Night. And um, so the imaginary website for this project uh, would have the following text. With Perfect Night, you can now enjoy a good night of sleep without worrying about your cats waking you up for uh. food or attention. I only say they wake me up at 4 a.m. So it kind of, you're, you're waking you up for food or attention. Um, our product, Perfect Night, is designed to keep cats occupied and entertained during the night so their humans can rest peacefully. It's a combination of a motion-sensitive toy and a food dispenser that will keep cats happy and entertained while releasing food or treats at the same time. Um, the motion-sensitive toy also has lights and probably with like a laser light yeah, to yeah, keep yeah. them busy. Uh, the, the toy also has lights and sound effects that cats will find irresistible. 
Perfect Night is available for purchase at a price of $99 and is perfect for cats of all sizes as it is adjustable in size. And I was reading this and I thought, yeah, take my money. I mean, I I would spend 99. But this is really for people who are not that creative in business. No. They they have Uh, everything. And then I asked the text to image, uh, which is included in uh, Canva.com. And I typed in the description of of the product that I just read aloud, and it came up with a a, a pretty good looking. um, So it is a completely relaxed cat. It's got its, its paws tucked in. Uh, lying on a table and then next to the table is something that looks like um, a, a record player if it would have been designed by Jonathan Ive. I'm going to show like this. Um, it, it's, it's, it's not bad. I mean, um, I, I, would, I would buy it. Cat looks happy and I can <laughs> finally get a good night's sleep. Um, so this is, this is for me, that's the amazement part. You had the yeah. chaos part where people murder each other, <laughs> uh, find a murder victim on, on Instagram, and, and then you have, you have yeah, this. this. You're is, good at linking great. the stories together. That's, um, wow. and, and, and then two more things. Um, um, the, f- the first one is uh, a celebration. It's uh, the birthday of a very popular meme called This Is Fine. Um, this Is Fine is now, the meme is now 10 years old. Um, it's a cartoon of a dog uh, sitting in a living room, um, and the living room is on fire. And the meme, the joke is really that the 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 dog is the 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 dog is is completely in denial of the fact that the room is on fire. Uh, it has a cup of tea with him, and the dog says, "This is fine." Um, so um, it's part of a, a cartoon, and um, the dog has a name. It's called Question Dog. Uh, but the reason why I'm mentioning it today, so the Atlantic has a whole article about the background about this uh, this meme. It, it, I think this is fine. Was the the uh, was elected as the meme that described the year 2022 best. Uh, so 2022 was the not quite back to normal after pandemic. We had a war in Ukraine. We had the economic recession. We had the, the post Brexit trauma. Um, the, the, the hangover, really, the Brexit hangover, and then uh, and then you you know the the Twitter dumpster fire, people getting fired from their tech jobs. So um, we all felt a little. Sometimes yeah. a meme, um, you 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 think that why do we still send memes to each other? Because it's a very primitive uh, content form that's been around technically for twenty or thirty years. Yeah. But just like an emoji can sometimes, or three emojis can sometimes express more perfectly yeah, what you're sure. trying to convey and what you're feeling. Um, I think some of these memes, I, I can relate to this dog. I mean, uh, yeah, the house is on fire. <laughs> this is fine. That is so good thumbnail. <laughs> and then the very last thing today. So um, uh, there's a guy called Neil Agarwal. His website is neil.fun. So n E-A-L, Neil, his first name, not fun. And he's someone, I don't know how he does it every six months. He comes out with uh, an, another mini website that is super entertaining and every time it goes viral. So, um, And it's always something completely original. So he's, he's an artist in, in itself. And what he just uh, created now is called Wonders of Street View. And um, what it basically does, so neil.fun slash wonders dash off dash street dash view um, is um, it, it, it throws you, there's more than one website that does it, it kind of throws you somewhere in the world uh, through street view, somewhere very specific, but always right in front of something that makes it go, 
Mm. What? <laughs> uh, what is this? So if, if, for example, if I could, um, I could decide where to throw someone through Google Street View in Belgium, um, I would, um, I don't know, what are we looking at? It's cars, but... Oh, yeah, that's a very famous place. Um, it's, uh, it's an artwork. It looked like Stonehenge. It's called Carhenge. Uh, that's an actual place that you can go. I even saw a picture of a couple that got married in Carhenge. Uh, yeah, okay. uh, a couple of weeks ago. That's America, I think. Well, it's mainly America. That's a shame because in Belgium we also have these these uh, these weird places. I would show them in Vilvoorde. So you have roundabout art, and this is something that, of course, the Google Street View mm. car will will uh, photograph. So in Vilvoorde, uh, where the Renault um, factory used to be, um, so you have like an, uh, a rusty fist. Um, and I, I think this would be something for that French-speaking yellow jacket wearing <laughs> AI I just mentioned. Um, it's, um, so it's, it's a huge iron fist that is rusted. But the, it's probably me. It's probably me. But every time I pass by this roundabout art, it's positioned exactly, it's, yeah, well, <laughs> it's, it reminds me of a particular very dangerous uh, sexual act that sometimes people <laughs> do with their fists. <laughs> and, and I wouldn't, I understand where it came from. So it is like in protest. Yeah. It's a fist in protest against capitalism and, yeah, and yeah. you know, um, uh, the decision from France to close the factory and all of these people that lost their jobs. But it's, I would have I positioned the fist differently. I would have positioned it like, you know, this type, you know, this, yeah. this, I would have, but it's, <laughs> it's this. And then I thought, wow, so many people <laughs> saw the continent and nobody thought, do, do you think this is a good fist? Shouldn't, shouldn't we, you know, have this? Or, you know, on the other side, you can, you can go like this. That's, a, that's, you know, that's, uh, a, fist. that's a power fist. Th this is something else, people. Someone <laughs> should have thought. So um, if, if, if I would be able to, so Neil, um, Neil Agarwal, if you're listening, uh, I have a few suggestions for your wonders of Street View. <laughs> uh, a, a couple of, you know, public public objects uh, that the Street View car uh, probably also mentioned. If you have some more, um, uh, let us know. Uh, are there any places in Belgium that are available on Street View yeah. that you would suggest for Neil's uh, wonders of Street View? Or other places in the world. Other drop places it, in, it in the, the world comments. where you've been, yeah. uh, like the car hench we just uh, showed. Do you, can you think of uh, anything like this? Not directly. In Ostend, uh, um, you have this artwork. Uh, the red, the wet. Yes, yeah. yeah. It looks like crashed Coca-Cola cans, yeah. <laughs> uh, but painted in a very bright yeah. red-orange. So, so at, as if, you know, a giant um, had some, some fizzy drink in a yeah. can and then just decided to discard it uh, on, on uh, Ostend's uh, seaside for everyone to but see. What, what was the meaning of it? I, I have I no idea. I knew it, but I forgot. It's uh, from Anne Kens, I think, uh, the artist. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, well, it, 
I have no idea. Right. But I think if you do not know the context of Anne Gans and the fact that it is an artwork, and of course this, this tradition at the Belgian seaside to have like public art uh, everywhere, there's a few really interesting yes, ones. Yes, also art at uh, Tomorrowland, so maybe people will know Or Tomorrowland, yeah, yeah, you might have a few ones uh, as well. Um, so wonders of Street View, um, if you come across a Belgian example, but so far every time I've found, uh, tried it was in the United States. Um, I'm not sure if you, so I can see that a, a couple of people are listening uh, through Twitter spaces. Uh, well, thank you very much for those who are watching on Facebook. We yeah. love you very much. Thank um, you and see you next week. Yeah. See you next week, five yeah. o'clock CET for our weekly dose of chaos and amazement. Bye, bye everyone. Bye.